Mm-hmm. Or why would you do that to your family or your friends or, you know, whatever? I, that's how I always felt about it. But especially when it's kids involved, it's like, why would you do that to your child? Your child should be the first thing that comes in your mind to say, okay, I'm not going to harm myself. Cause I don't want to hurt. I wouldn't want to. I don't want to hurt my child. Mm-hmm. That's and, the only thing that I think about it. You know, when I'm like, okay, if the person didn't have kids, cause I'm gonna be honest, had I not had Aaliyah at the time that my mom passed, mm-hmm. who knows what I could have possibly done or attempted to do. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? But she was always in the front of my mind to, and be like, no, I would never. Mm-hmm. I would never. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And I think a lot of times um, people end up at that breaking point due to lack of support. And even um, in trying to prepare for the topic tonight, it's not a lot of suicide prevention resources for designated to the African-American community. And I think that's important because, you know, we have to I think a lot of times we feel comfort in each other. Um, so talking to somebody who looks like you is important. Um, so I think that, you know, even just being cognizant of the lack of resources out there, um, just brings, I think, some light to the topic. Um, me, myself, I had a, um, a close friend, um, who like you see lost her mom and was really going through a tough time and it didn't resonate until she finally was like you know this is what I was going through this is what I was contemplating if I didn't have close people around me who knows you know what I would have done in that moment because I was not thinking about anything else um and that's when it was real to me like I felt like I was a failure as a friend um because I'm like Damn, if I would have called her more, if I would have did, you know what I mean? Like, I, it's no way that you should have been feeling like this. And right. I'm your your girl, you know what I mean? So um, that's what really made it stand out to me. And for me to really t- challenge myself to be that friend that, that checks on my friends more often. You know what I mean? That's putting that, that gets on their nerves. Like, yeah, girl, I'm gonna get on your nerves, but I need to <laughs> make sure you're okay. Um, so I don't know if anybody else has kind of had a similar experience as it relates to suicide or even somebody close to them, um, you know, who's battled that, um, those thoughts. Um, excuse me. I'll Mm -hmm. say, um, I'm sorry, y'all. Everything that everyone has said so far is very, very true. Um, y'all took the words right out of my mouth, but I will also say that, it has a lot, and I'll get to your point in a second, Shamika, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, it has a lot to do with our community, us relying on our faith. Mm-hmm. And I will be the first person to say prayer changes things. It absolutely does. Mm-hmm. But our grandmothers and great-grandmothers and aunties and uncles, they, they have this um, mantra that they live by. Oh, you better pray. Oh, you ain't crazy. There ain't nothing wrong with you. That's always something that's said in the black community. Absolutely. Prayer does work, but God put professionals on this earth to help people to battle with, you know, wanting to take their own life. Mm -hmm. Um, That's why they're here. 
And I, I honestly believe that's where it comes from that, you know, we, we can't talk, we can't share how we're feeling because our families are so quick to hush us. Mm -hmm. um, as for me, same as Tierra has said, I have never physically tried to hurt myself, mm -hmm. but have I had the thoughts? Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And one of the main things was because I know who God is and I know what the Bible says about taking your own life. God hates suicide. Mm -hmm. And I do not ever want to burn in hell because I took my own life. Secondly, my son, of course, because there are also reports that say children who have parents that commit suicide are most likely they normally do the same thing. That mm -hmm. is very high on the on the um data is that they will more than likely do the same thing and i didn't you know even if he didn't if i were to do something like that even if he didn't commit suicide i don't want him to end up on drugs or end up in jail because there will be some type of detriment that i will cause him mm -hmm. and that's that i mean and i you know i totally i feel the pain of people who who feel like that's their last resort and and carry it out mm -hmm. because that's an illness it's yeah. no different than somebody having diabetes having heart disease, any other illness that you take a pill for. Mm -hmm. Mental health, suicide, those thoughts that they are real. very real. You know, and I, I really do feel sorry for those people. And the first thing I always say, oh my God, their mama. Oh my God, their mm -hmm. children. You know, I, my mind immediately goes to their family because they weren't thinking everything. I like it's, I, I feel sorry for them because, like you said, they, they were sick. But mm -hmm. also, it's like very selfish. It's very, it's very selfish. However, at the time, yeah, they're not even thinking about they, that. They're not thinking that way. They're Absolutely. not thinking rationally, mm -hmm. and that's why it's up to us to feel their mm -hmm. pain and go into prayer immediately for their mm -hmm. family, right, and mm -hmm. for their souls too, right. You know, that's just—I mean, that's just how I feel across the board. And if you got they're the world, the weight of the world on your shoulders. You know, that's that's all they're thinking about is their problems mm -hmm. and not, mm -hmm. you know, because had there been a solution or some kind of, you know, positive positivity or, you know, mm -hmm. another way to look at it, then we wouldn't even be having this conversation because, nope. you know, they would have worked through that. But, you know, a lot of times you, you don't know, you know, people look, they smiling, they, you know, going about their regular day to day. And they are suffering, you know, and we can even say that ourselves that, um, you know, just having, you know, so we just go through stuff on a day to day and, you know, yeah. we know how we feel, you know, right. so I can only imagine somebody who is, is, has that bird that's never feel like it's being lifted. You know what I mean? I think for us, at least we feel like we get some kind of, you know, break or we, we uh -huh. breakthrough. Um, mm -hmm. But for some people, they never experience their breakthrough. And she, you know, that's a good point because I think what also leads to like to a lot of like suicide, especially mm -hmm. in the black community, we're always taught black man, black woman, be strong. Mm -hmm. Like that's all you can do. You can't do anything else in for generations. How long we've had to be strong and mm -hmm. all those burdens that's constantly got the place on us, and then mm -hmm. not only our day to day, but things that we and the trauma that we continue to live through generationally and all that stuff but regardless no matter how heavy it gets mm -hmm. you gotta be strong you can't put that low down mm -hmm. 
you know, can't cry. So we don't get to we don't get to express those feelings and those emotions. I think sometimes with suicide, it just becomes a thing as to that's their last resort because it's like I don't know what to do with all of this. Mm-hmm. It's so foreign. I never got to express these feelings or express these thoughts because if I do, oh, it's an issue. Right. Right. They don't know how to deal with it. Then it becomes like a foreign language. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, what do I do with this? Mm-hmm. Thank you, Asia. You know? And I and mm-hmm. I think we can. We have the responsibility to step in with as it relates to this, you know, because we see that it's a topic that is not being addressed. And even as it relates to, you know, pastors, I feel like it should be some kind of additional training there. Um, because a lot of times pastors come out of um, seminary or whatever um, they call the school, but um, a lot of times they come out of school and it's just that's it. You know, it's no additional um, training with really how to deal with people, really how to deal with couples, really how to deal with a lot of the real life situations because it's that taboo. A lot of times people, they don't even want to talk about it. Um, A lot of times people don't really trust, you know, all right, I'm going to tell my pastor this, but do I have to worry about such and such finding out because she didn't brought him a plate, you know, and it's like. You kind of, you have to be real. I'm realistic. You know what I mean? So it's really just trying to figure out how we can best empower our community. Um, so I don't know, you know, what ideas y'all may have as it relates to that, but I would love to hear them. I feel like, you know, I've talked about it before. I want to start like a mentorship program. Um, I feel like things like that will always help because... A lot of times these younger girls they they go through so much and they're lost in many ways mm-hmm. and they a lot of them just need that guidance they need someone to push them they need that guidance they need direction they need discipline mm-hmm. you know so um i feel like things like that will always help because they feel like oh i have somebody that cares because mm-hmm. they some of them might feel like they don't have people that care in their own home right you know what i mean and I, some of it sometimes it's true you know mm-hmm. but sometimes they just may be the way they're feeling mm-hmm. but um i feel like things like that will definitely help you know the younger mm-hmm. the younger girl and even our black men there aren't enough resources for our black men right um right to do de- i mean especially now for all of us in general but especially now um black men have always been targets um and it's just like you know, I can only imagine having to deal with all of the things that black men have to deal with and still try to get through, you know. So it's just really trying to figure out what those supports are, you know, because a lot of black men aren't really trusting of or aren't open to therapy. Mm-hmm. So, well, you know, mm-hmm. go ahead. I'm sorry. Now, you brought up a good point, Jamaica. What can we do for our black men mm-hmm. as their women? Mm-hmm. It's our responsibility to help them carry that weight. So we have to be the sounding board. We have to be the person to get out there and let them know these resources are available. Mm-hmm. Whole roundtables, whole conferences for black men. Because again, they 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 internalize everything mm-hmm. from birth to adulthood. Where does it start? The first thing I hear, and it, it, it grinds my gears, stop all that crying. Little boys aren't supposed to cry. Mm. So what does that do? That births an internalization of 
I can't show my feelings. I have to harbor everything. I can't share how, you mm-hmm. know, they just have to take it, keep everything in, mm-hmm. right? And right. so if you have all of those years of mounting, you know, problems and, and, and thoughts Suppressed. and mm-hmm. everything, mm-hmm. childhood trauma, generational uh, issues, all of that, mm-hmm. what does it do? Same thing it does for, for us. Mm-hmm. So again, it is up to us as black women mm-hmm. to get out there on the ground, just mm-hmm. like they're out there protesting. Mm-hmm. We should make it a national issue for men to know, hey, y'all can come and talk. It is it is quite all right. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that this platform, well, I know, not think, mm-hmm. I know that this platform would be a good starting point mm-hmm. to start those roundtables for brothers. Agreed. I really do. Mm-hmm. Now, what can we do for ourselves to ensure? Okay, so it's a little different for us. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying that we don't need help. We don't need therapy. We don't need medicine. That's not what I'm saying. But for women, where do we go and can talk to women like we've known them forever? The The hair salon, right? Mm -hmm. The nail shop, right? We used to. (laughs) Well, well, yeah, pre COVID. So we we have more outlets. I mean, yeah. just like this platform. I don't know most of these women from a can of paint. Mm-mm. But when I tell you every week it's like hey, I'm hanging out with my girl. Mm-hmm. So we men don't they don't do that. That's like mushy or that makes them soft or you know that they love this I've heard so many men say niggas don't do that. But why? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> You're human. They, you know what? Their problem is they don't talk about the right things because they sure as hell gossip. They Okay, they do. Let me they do. Like, there's a best friend, Amecca. She's actually in LPC, and she actually holds therapy sessions in barbershops. She does like what? Oh, that's yes. And it's right here, right here in Richmond. Like before all this COVID stuff happened, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. in barbershops it was just for men, and she's a licensed therapist, and they literally have like group therapy sessions. That's dope. In the barbershop, that is very dope. Mm-hmm. That's really dope. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, right. But yeah. Going back to what I was saying, I mean, women, we have so many outlets. Yeah. Um, men, they don't, they just don't open up the floor for each other, other than the barbershop. And, and suicide like is said, something so touchy. Like, who is you really got to trust? And that's the last thing anybody, I mean, would want to disclose. I mean, mm-hmm. because I even told you and and Erica. Mm-hmm. Um, just recently, and I, I'll share it because mm-hmm. I hope it helps somebody who listens to the podcast later. Um, this year, and this ain't even got nothing to do with COVID. COVID is the last thing on my mind. <laughs> this year, January 3rd, starting was like 2020 came in and kicked the door and it was like, bitch, I'm here and who the fuck gonna check me? So when I tell you, it has been definitely trying there have been days that I did not want to wake up. Mm-hmm. You know, I was, y'all, it was so bad. And I'm talking to Kim, Aisha, and Jessica, because everybody else knows. It was so bad. I didn't even want to see the sun come up through the through the blinds in my bedroom. I didn't want to hear the birds chirp. So guess where I was sleeping, y'all? 
Y'all want to guess? Take a wild guess. Anybody to guess before I <laughs> in the bathroom? In my closet. What? Yes. In my closet. In my closet. Why? Because I was pissed off at seeing the sun come through my blinds mm-hmm. and hearing the birds chirp. I mean, I remember one morning saying, why the fuck them damn birds got to chirp? I don't want to hear that shit. Mm-hmm. I mean, just like that. Mm-hmm. And not even thinking, you know, there the are mindset. get out of the bed. Right. People who can't even get out of the bed. People who would love to be able to walk and, and, and open up Pick their blinds. Mm-hmm. Or people who didn't even wake up. Mm-hmm. You know, and I had to, I did a heart check, mm-hmm. you know, and I asked God for forgiveness, but I still slept in the closet for a few days, mm-hmm. a few months, you know. Mm-hmm. And I did it probably, yeah, off and on for a few months. I mean, because some nights I would get sore and I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm going <laughs> to lay on top of my bed. I yeah. wouldn't even sleep in the bed. I would sleep on top of the bed. You know, mm-hmm. all from depression. Did I want mm-hmm. to take my life? There are some days that it crossed my mind. I was like, no, I'm doing that. Mm-hmm. But there were days when I thought, mm, this shit ain't worth living. Yeah, right. And then when you think about the, it's a temporary. And that's real. It, yeah, oh, very real. You, when you think about, okay, this is only temporary. I know who God is. It, it snaps everything back into perspective. And the only mm-hmm. reason why it happens for me is because of prayer. I have people praying for me and my strong foundation that I have in Christ. If I didn't have that, I know I wouldn't be on the top. Right. I know I wouldn't. And mm-hmm. I, I, that's why I said it is so important for people who don't have a strong faith or who don't have a support system of girlfriends or homeboys to for us to be that sounding board that mm-hmm. it's okay person or persons for those people because I'm telling you I am not the only person that has slept in a closet this year and that's why I and that's why I appreciate this platform because I feel like we are building something where I know okay if I'm going through something I can call Kim or I can call you know what I'm saying like y'all we can look at this line and y'all always have somebody to call if, if you're getting to that point and that's your breaking point you got one of us that you can always call. So, I just want to put that on the record. You know what I mean? So, Tierra going to make you laugh. That's why I'm about to call my homeboy back. Because I don't know what the issue is. And I'm calling back. Yeah, but I mean, just, just at all. At all. And that was my story. My situation was my reality check. Like, I was bothered for a minute. Right. Like, you got to do better as a friend. You you know what I mean? You have to do better to support. Um, but it's just being aware. You know, and when you know better, you do better. Um, so I just want to challenge you guys just to be in tune to the people around you. Not draining yourself out, but just be in tune. Somebody that you know how they move, in, that how they move, how they shape. And you start to notice a, a pattern of change, you know, reach out. You know, as a friend, I think that's the least that we can do. You know, it's no way I'm going to see my girlfriend's cha- patterns change and I'm not going to say, eh, girl, what's going on? I've, I've even tried to reach out to, she's not She's not a friend. She's just someone um, I went to school with. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I had to unfollow her eventually. It was like uh, probably... Maybe like two years ago, a year ago, two years maybe. 
Um, like she would she would post a lot of things that showed that she was depressed and you know she was kind of like suicidal. So you would post these things and I would like reach out. You know, even though we're not friends like that, I don't I don't want to see anybody hurt themselves when I feel like I could potentially help them in some right. type of way. So, um, you know, I reached out and, you know, at first, you know, she was she was a little she was receptive. And, um, you know, I'm like, you know, is there anything I can do? Do you need to talk to do you need help with anything? You know, like, what can I help you with? Because it seems like you're going through a lot. Mind you, at this time. I was going through a lot myself. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like my mom had probably just it was everything was real fresh for me. But I just felt the need to reach out. And um eventually, um, it just got it got a little old mm-hmm. because um eventually she was just kinda like she kept posting stuff and she was like, I don't want help from nobody and blah da da people keep reaching out and da da da. You know, I just kinda felt like it was it was directed towards me as well. And I'm just like, Okay, well, I tried. Mm-hmm. You know, at the end of the day, you're not my family. You're not my friend. You know, you're somebody just that I just know that, you know, because we grew up together. But I tried, yeah. you know, and if that's how you feel, if you don't want to be bothered. I, but I had to unfollow her because I can't I can't have that type of negative mm-hmm. energy, negative vibe and just negativity on my timeline 24 yeah. seven, like about you feeling the way you feel because I reached out and I tried to help more than one time mm-hmm. and it's like for you to say what you said I was just like okay I'm gonna let her family deal with it because mm-hmm. I ain't got nothing to do with that yeah and it's a thin line as it relates to attention seeking behavior too because some people and, and, absolutely. And, that's, and that's how I felt I felt like eventually because it was an ongoing thing it was a it started becoming a pattern mm-hmm. and I was like okay yeah I think at this point she's what's she's your plan Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You just want to mm-hmm. If I can kind of piggyback too on what you were saying, um, you know, depression can be very um, selfish in a sense mm-hmm. for some people, um, the way they view it. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to suicide and suicide awareness, sometimes you just never know. You know, it could be that person that seems like they have everything together and life is great and um it's not you know some people are still dealing with childhood trauma um the demands of just life itself and um some people are perfectionists and they feel like they should excel at everything and they can become overwhelmed um you know just by you know being, you know, and it's and it's self-inflicted. Um, most of the times, you know, you like Shamika and you guys are saying, you can see certain changes and behaviors and attitudes in certain people. Some people are out there with it. You know, they will post, I want to kill myself. Mm-hmm. I'm about to take all these pills. I love everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, don't come looking for me. And they really want you to come looking for them, mm-hmm. right? Um but the, the most, you know, strangest situation comes from the people that you don't expect it from the most. Right. So that's why you cannot judge a book by its cover. You can't assume just by what you see on the outside that everything is all good. It's right. not right. Um, for some people. So um, I think it's just a saying that talks about, you know, just be kind to everybody. You just don't know what that person may be going through. 
So, you know, everybody, everybody has baggage. Everybody's mm-hmm. fighting certain things, demons, whatever spirits you want to talk about. Mm-hmm. So you, you just truly be in the spirit of gratefulness and thankfulness and, um, mm-hmm. you know, just carry a kind spirit, a kind word, a good attitude, you know, about mm-hmm. yourself, you know, day to day. So, um, you know, I can just think about a situation with the, um, a client you know, she had no idea that her son was depressed and he never, I mean, this is her son. She thinks she knows him and, you know, he goes to a church and he shoots himself. Um, and they had no idea he even worked with his father, you know, every day. But um, that just goes to show you that suicide, it does not discriminate. Mm-mm. You know, mental illness does not discriminate. I don't Mm-mm. care how much money you have. Mm-hmm. You know, what you accumulate materialistically, um, you know, it does not matter. It does mm-hmm. not discriminate. Each of us are one episode away, per se, yep. from a break, a okay. mental break. So we're not, you know, we can't get so much within ourselves, even as therapists, mm-hmm. to make us seem as if we have it together because therapists need therapy too. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm sure that you all carry some other people's weight sometimes mm-hmm. from hearing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm sure that's, y'all need therapy just from y'all giving them. <laughs> okay. Okay. Because <laughs> every scenario is different. Every all right. And I'm, I'm sure some of those thoughts and things cross your mind. I'm sure some things wake you up in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. You might, you know, it's, I'm sure. So I, I commend you all. Mm-hmm. I commend you all. Sierra, can I ask you a question, like, um, a personal question? Like, how soon after your mom's passing would you say that those thoughts maybe cross your mind? Oh, probably not until about a year later. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when she first passed, I already knew I had to get open heart mm-hmm. prior to her passing, you know. Mm-hmm. So, when she passed, I was... I was so worried about my health and mm-hmm. my heart situation mm-hmm. to where I didn't, I didn't grieve. I didn't really, and I think I was in, I was kind of in denial. Mm-hmm. Like it was almost like, I don't know. I was just so worried about my health and my heart situation to where I didn't really, and I, I traveled a whole, like my friends kept me super busy that year. Mm-hmm. So I traveled a whole lot before and after my open heart. So, um, I just stayed busy. I didn't really think about it like until I started really grieving like probably a year later in 2017 mm-hmm. is when I was when I really, really started grieving. And mm-hmm. I wouldn't even say the beginning. It probably took like, more like a year and a half um, because my brother was coming back and forth to Texas. He was, mm-hmm. you know, we had started the trucking company. He was coming back and forth. So I was okay because I'm, I don't like to be alone. Mm-hmm. And when I get alone, that's when my depression and anxiety mm-hmm. and all that kicks up really heavy when I'm alone. Mm-hmm. So when he stopped coming, no, I actually know when it was that summer of 17, Aaliyah went and stayed with my dad that summer mm-hmm. and I was by myself. Mm-hmm. And I got really, really depressed and that's when the thoughts ripped. That's when the thoughts started. Okay. And um, and then like that fall, probably like that fall when my brother stopped coming back and forth. Mm-hmm. To Texas, that's when I knew then. I was like, okay, because I thought I was going to be okay once Aaliyah got back, because I was like, okay, when she gets back, we'll be in routine, mm-hmm. she'll be in school, I'll feel better, and I didn't feel better, mm-hmm. and that's when I said, okay, 
I put my house up for sale immediately and I was like, I gotta go. Mm-hmm. I gotta go. So. Well, thank you for sharing because I, I, I know that. I just to get closer to family and friends. But mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not gonna lie. Even after moving to Georgia, I still had those thoughts. You know, I still had those thoughts. I get so frustrated now, you know, just thinking about my daughter and I feel like she doesn't appreciate a lot of things that I do for her and I know she's still grieving as well but you know I you know I still have thoughts now where I'm just like I want to go be with my mama because my daughter don't care anyway you know I, I get those thoughts sometimes and I'm like would I would I be better off like would she be better off without me because I mm-hmm. feel like she doesn't appreciate me mm-hmm. you know what I mean so I, I'm not gonna lie I've had those thoughts hell last year this year mm-hmm. you know to where I get so down and I'm just like this little girl like where did she come from you know and I'm missing my mom at the same time so my mom was my right hand when it came to parenting mm-hmm. and then I also feel like am I being a good parent like do I know what I'm doing mm-hmm. it's just you know it's a lot yeah those overwhelming thoughts yeah mm-hmm. those are definitely mm-hmm. definitely a lot better me building my relationship closer with God and knowing that I have that support in my family and friends and now you all and everybody, yeah. that's what, that's like all of that would cross my mind and I would never even attempt to harm myself, you know? Yeah. Yeah. We definitely have to be, you know, each other's saving grace. Um, and I'm, I'm glad that we are just talking about this, even in its uncomfort. And um, don't let people throw things back up in your face as well. So yeah. I had uh, my ex pretty much um, when I when I cut things off from him the beginning of the year. And he wrote this long message about what all he's done for me and this and that and blah, blah, blah. And one of the things that he mentioned, you know, he goes, he was like, uh, you know, I stopped you from... Um, preventing suicide and blah 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 when you, when you want to kill your and I'm like wait first of all what have I ever attempted to do like the way he worded it was like he literally like came in there and was like don't take those pills or don't do this or don't cut yourself What I'm like sir I, I disclosed that information to you as, as someone that I knew cared for me and that I cared for and that I loved I, I disclosed that I've had the thoughts just like I'm just the same way I'm disclosing it to y'all. Mm-hmm. You have never stopped me. Like you, he, the way he worded it, it really pissed me off because I'm like, first of all, I confided in you. It you came know, off judgy. Mm-hmm. For you to bring that back up like you prevented me from doing it. Sir, no, you didn't. I prevented myself from doing it because I've never even attempted to do anything. Mm-hmm. It was no physical reaction towards it. So mm-hmm. what, where where is this coming from? Mm-hmm. You know, so just don't ever let anybody throw anything back up in your face. Mm-hmm. You yeah, know? you have to have that person that you trust, trust. And it's... Right. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's a difficult subject. Like, nobody wants to talk about death in general. Like, I know I don't feel comfortable talking about death in general, but... Um, you know, it's, it's happening. And, uh, you know, for a while we really didn't, I know I don't remember seeing a lot of people in our community dying from suicide, but here recently it's been happening at, yeah, yeah. at scary rates. So it's something that we do need to talk about. We need to continue to talk about, um, because, you know, we never know who we might help. 
you know, and thank you, Kim, for such humbling words because you always, you know, find a way to bring it back around. Um, but yeah, just like you said, by just showing yourself friendly, showing yourself kind, you know, just helping somebody that you, in ways that you don't even know you help them by just showing kindness. Um, it makes a difference. And I, that's one thing that I had to learn because, you know, I would wear my face like, I don't want to be bothered. Like, I don't. And I found more and more people having conversations with me. I could be in Walmart and somebody told me about their day, you know, and I just came to the realization of this is your calling. This is what you're supposed to be doing, you know, so get off your high horse and talk to this lady at at the dollar store, whether you want to or not, because this is what you're designated to do. And, you know, once you kind of come into realization of what your what your destiny is, it begins to make sense. So, yeah, be that light. Not only for yourself, but for other people. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Any other um, comments or... Well, I, I think... Okay. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. Go, Kim. Go ahead. Oh, I was just... I just wanted to highlight um, just sometimes how suicide has been sensationalized in the media mm. um, and movies and um, things of that nature where kids have really taken on to it through social media um it's just been a spike and especially um you know recently in the african-american community with kids you know not being able to cope and deal with you know issues around bullying and um you know self-concept and self-esteem and um you know i think that goes to say too it's we have to do a better job, you know, educators and those of us who, you know, are mental health professionals who work in the schools to help the, you know, staff and the faculty to recognize these signs because a lot of the times kids can't be themselves at home, so they are themselves at school. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it's just important to not only make this public you know in the community setting but um make it easier you know if it's through policies or you know talking to senators or local you know people mayors and um district people just to continue to have forums where it is brought up and that we address these mental health concerns because kids are dying Mm -hmm. and it's so it's just so sad um, I can't tell you how many, just thinking about last school year, and it was very short, but just how many kids just, I mean, some of them would say it because they're mad, but there are so many, so many of them in crisis, um, you know, thinking about it, some a student that clearly just, he lost it, and he ran, he was running out into oncoming traffic, you know, so it, it shows up everywhere, and the more you know, we as family members and parents, you know, we don't deal with it and have those courageous conversations just about everything. So it's not just about suicide, but it starts with small conversations Mm -hmm. that we have with each other and just being transparent Mm -hmm. because we can't always, you know, make it seem like we're perfect, right? To our Mm -hmm. even to our children Mm -hmm. that we have flaws too. And it's okay to talk about the smallest things, um, you know, it's just going to continue to get worse and, mm-hmm. and not ostracize them or isolate them for being in their feelings. But, you know, we have to 
kind of come to grips with ourselves and show them that we're human too. Because mm-hmm. a lot of times, can we don't talk about it until it's too late. You know, and that's just the black community in general. We don't talk about stuff until it's far gone. You know, so I'm glad again that we are doing this because it's important. It's so important, and um, we don't know where this might lead. You know, so I- I'm I'm honored to be a part of this. Mm-hmm. Kim, it's crazy that you bring up children because um, I'm that mama that uh. I am I have my child's social media on my phone I hope you can hear me <laughs> mm-hmm. um, doesn't know it you know but um, so the other day sometimes I just do random checks and the other day was an Instagram where his friend I don't know what the conversation was before but um um, my oldest was, you know, asking the boy, was he okay? And the boy said no. And so it surprised me that he, like, was giving encouraging words to this young boy. Like, he was like, you know, I don't know what the situation is, and I really want to know. Okay. Okay. And I really want to know. Um, but I don't want him to know that I spy. Mm. Um, and I spy only to make sure that he's safe. safe and, mm. You know, because you just, you never know. Like like we've said plenty of times, this world is crazy. And kids go through things that we don't know that they're going through, right? Mm-hmm. And so he was basically saying like, you know, I, you're not with your parents, he said. But, you know, your parents love you and, you know you play the game every day and you know you have a roof over your head and I'm just like my son is 13 years old like where is he getting this from you know what I mean like it made me proud but then it made me like okay where did you get this from mm-hmm. <laughs> um so it's like yeah he's amazing like, oh. yeah that's so amazing I don't know how to deal with you know like I don't I don't even know where to I think just our conversations that we have, like, during dinner, you know, I think make that difference, Mm -hmm. um, which is very different from how when I grew up, like, my parents provided, they loved me, but we never talked about grown-up things because we were children and we needed to stay in a child's place, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think that just communicating and just letting them express themselves and letting them know that it is okay to be angry and sad and happy and all these other different emotions mm-hmm. but you have to teach them how to express it and I think that that helps when they get older mm-hmm. um, and then something Monique was saying earlier about um, like having people having people to talk to I think that was her that said that. Mm -hmm. Um, I I recently just, like, I posted something about um, uh, mothers and suicide or something like that. It was something that I saw on Facebook. And I was like, oh, I I mean, I I don't follow all those people that they follow. So maybe if I post it, somebody else will see it and, you know, whatever. Mm hmm 
and I just posted it. I didn't say anything or whatever. My friend instantly texted me, what's wrong? Are you okay? Like, and I was like, yes, I'm fine. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, let me go edit this post because I was like, I don't want them to think that mm -hmm. it's me because I'll get really quiet. I won't, you know, talk or whatever. And so with her doing that, I've known that our relationship, our friendship has grown because people know the signs. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like, and because one of the things in the post was like, mothers, they don't tell you, they don't like tell you, but they give you signs, mm -hmm. right? Like, so that's my little tidbit. Well, thank you for sharing. And your son is amazing for that because. Most yeah. kids are 13. Um, it's definitely a different breed. So know. kudos to you as a mommy and to, to him as a, as your son. Because that's amazing. And he could have possibly saved a life. Yep. Yep. And, and you know, some kids find a way to join in and, on that. You know, some kids find a way to turn it into a bullying situation. So um, I, that's a breath of fresh air to hear, you know. So thank you for sharing that. Mm -hmm. So Kim and uh, Shamika, either one of you all can answer this question. Um, going back to Tierra's comment about therapists needing therapy too, is there any documented data out there on alcoholism for therapists or maybe suicide or depression for y'all? Has there been any documented data? I can't say I've seen anything, um, but I mean, the same resources that are available to you guys are the same that are available through to us. Like through my job, I know we have EAP, which is the Employee Assistant Program, Assistance Program. Uh, with most jobs, they'll allot you like five free sessions. Um, you know, so that's a platform as a therapist if you needed to talk to another therapist. Um, but as far as um, what you're really kind of highlighting on, I have not seen. I don't know about you, Kim. I'm not for sure. Maybe at like a conference or something. It might be a topic. Um, Kim, I don't know if you've seen anything. Um, well, I mean, I, I'm sure that there is, you know, some data um, out there to support, um, you know, the notion that because of all the things that you know we may hear um that it can it can also trigger things in us now you know everybody becomes whatever it goes into different careers for certain reasons and mm -hmm. i think shamika you can identify with this as well mm -hmm. you know we're doing it because it's a personal and professional passion mm -hmm. so you know it's things that we have experienced where you know we felt like we needed to go and make a difference within, you know, the profession and in our community. So, um, you know, I, I I wouldn't be surprised that that's not um, even more prevalent now because of COVID. Yes. A lot of people have turned to telehealth. I would tell you my caseload is like Jump. 50 plus. And, um, you know, even today, matter of fact, speaking to someone she was a mental health professional and she was just you know it wasn't that you know it was you know psychotic break or anything that she was just having difficulty processing um a loss of a relationship mm. you know 
And so it was more so like, you know, yes, I, I do feel like I need to have a dream, you know. And what the other thing was that um, she was overly um, obsessing about, you know, working out. So mm -hmm. it, it's not just alcohol. It may not be, um, you know, any other type of substance. It could be other things, you know, binge eating and, mm -hmm. you know, all that stuff. So, um, yes, I'm pretty sure there's a lot of research mm -hmm. out there um, to support, you know, the notion of therapists. Well, that's even good to things. look into, um, Monique, too. Again, I, I said that's and that would be something um interesting to look into yeah because you know i always think about y'all i think about y'all and pastors because y'all carry so much weight mm -hmm. right you know and it's like okay y'all are the dumping ground so who's your dumping ground right you know what right. i mean well, you, you gotta have one <laughs> you know so i, I y'all are constantly on my mind because i'm like all right they have a breaking point they're human like, and thank you. Mm -hmm. Of course, mm -hmm. yeah. Who's taking care of y'all? Y'all right. got familial issues just like we do, mm -hmm. you know. Relationship. Y'all are still human. Mm -hmm. Y'all got stuff. Mm -hmm. I know just from my girlfriends, I got a group of girlfriends, and I, I love everybody. If you're in my text thread, you special to me. <laughs> <laughs> a line sister slash girlfriend slash sister and a couple other girlfriends who constantly I don't know if they think I'm still married if they forgot or if they mm -hmm. just, I don't know who they think I am when it comes to relationship advice or marriage advice now these women are married but the three there are three women who constantly reach out to me about their marriage and about praying and you know I'm always giving them advice I'm like Y'all do realize I'm not married anymore, mm -hmm. you know, but it, sometimes it has become, and I'm saying this to support what I've asked, said about y'all, it becomes um, exhausting. And there have been times when I have prayed to God and say that, God, I hope I please you with the response that I've given them, but if this ain't from you, please take them away. Don't let them ask me nothing else because I don't want it, you know? Mm -hmm. <laughs> My response it has always been, you know, biblical and, you know, and funny, too, because y'all know my mouth. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but at the end of the day, I want everybody to stay married, but they exhaust me. Mm -hmm. um, and here's the thing. God has a sense of humor. I said that earlier to my sister. He keep bringing them back. Mm -hmm. So apparently it is his will for them to keep coming to me. But I said all of that to say, if I'm exhausted and I ain't got no license, I know y'all ready to jump, girl. <laughs> I mean, it, it it can, but with like with every profession, you know, it comes with its stuff, but it also comes with its rewards, and that's why I get up and do it every day. Um, because you know, I've had people to come and say, "Shamika, I thank you for being at listening ear." You know, and you know, I'm much, I'm in a much better place. I can see the sunlight. I can, you know, I'm not in that that rut anymore so that really the good outweighs the bad of it but um that's why it's important self-care that's why it's important there to to have your own therapist you know it's, it's things that you get in line to make sure that you're okay and that's what you have to do first make sure you're okay um so that you can continue to help other people 
But I will say it's been a great session this evening, ladies. Yes, it has. It's always it a has pleasure. Been therapy for real. Yes, it's <laughs> always a pleasure. Um, next week, I think we will be doing. We talked about father daughter relationships, so we'll be tapping into mother daughter relationships. So Where hold on to your seat. <laughs> hold on to your seats. You know it's gonna be a bumpy <laughs> ride, but um, you know that's what we do. We talk about it. Um, so we can just become better people, better individuals, better friends, better whatever that we need to be um, to get through. So y'all good? Yep. All good. right. Well, I love each and every one of you dearly. And I can't wait to see y'all next week. Thank y'all. All right, Good. I hope everybody took something that they can carry on with them. Um, from this session and share, you know, some of the resources um, with individuals who may need it. Okay. All right. Thank y'all. Have a good evening. Good night. Good night. Good night. Bye. And we love your son. Yes, he's the best. (laughs) See y'all later. He's dope. Yes.